Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. And I can remember physically trying to swim but not knowing which way is up or down. And then I think that I'm above the water take a big breath and it's nothing but water so I can remember that feeling of sucking everything in and then uh, coming up for air one time and I knew I was above water take a breath and then immediately get sucked back down into the water um, and I just have nothing left in me I'm, I'm exhausted I'm worn out and so I can remember praying under the water you know God let me die right here and let me go with my family and so I did that's the prayer I prayed went totally limp underwater and gave up and then I hit the side of my head on a rock tree something so hard that it was kind of just the white flashes of lights like you just got knocked out and that was a wake-up call to me saying I'm not done with you and so I tried again to survive Life is a journey, and most of it is spent in the in-between, in the middle places. But every once in a while, you find yourself on the other side of something. These are the stories we are telling here. We believe that stories change the world, and we hope that when you hear stories of lives changed, obstacles overcome, lives broken, lives mended, and hope found, you'll actually see yourself in their stories. Now more than ever, we need each other, and we need each other's stories. This is On the Other Side. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron Ivey. And I am Jamie Ivey. You know, when we started dreaming about this show that we're creating here together, I knew that I would love to interview this guy. The crazy thing is, I'd never met him. I didn't even know if he would do an interview with us. But randomly, a friend of mine here in the town we live in mentioned knowing him. And I mentioned our show that we were planning and asked if she would connect us. He said yes and sat down with Aaron and I in our studio early in 2020. So the story you're about to hear is one of the hardest stories we've had to sit through while interviewing anyone. We both knew this man's story and what happened to his entire family that weekend in May of 2015. But his personal journey throughout that horrible night, plus his life after, is nothing less than a miracle. Even though it will probably go down as the worst night of his entire life, it was for sure an absolute miracle. Jonathan McCombs grew up in Corpus Christi, Texas, and he and his then-wife Laura and their two kids Andrew and Layton were invited by their friends Randy and Michelle to their family vacation home in Wimberley, Texas for Memorial Day weekend in 2015. And it was actually their 10-year anniversary. They had planned on getting away just the two of them, but at the last minute changed their plans to spend it together with their kids and their close friends at the River House. Today, Jonathan recounts what happened that dreadful night when a thousand-year flood took the life of his entire family and left him badly injured, alone, and fighting for his own life. 
when we recorded this episode, his precious new wife, Monica, was also in the studio with us. Let's hear Jonathan tell us what happened to him days after the flood and then recount that horrific night for us. This is Jonathan's on the other side of losing his entire family in a flood. Days after, I mean, obviously I was in the hospital, beat up. And so the night, I mean, everybody has kind of heard the story or maybe they haven't, but um, we were caught in a very tragic uh, flood in Wimberley, Texas, where the house was lifted off the stilts and uh, my family and friends that were inside Eventually, the house broke apart. We hit a bridge, and one by one, everybody was, you know, came up missing from the from the wreckage. And I wound up eleven miles downriver, climbing out on a cliff to a house, and then uh, taken to first San Marcos ER. They found out that I had, you know, punctured lung and trauma, so I was in Bamsey after that. So, so immediately when they transferred me from San Marcos to Bamsey, I called my brother, the only phone number I knew, um, and he was in. Port Aransas at the time, and they they got in the truck, him and his wife, and drove to San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it was just basically laying in bed with tubes in me and and staring at ceiling tiles, crying, knowing uh, knowing what happened, and uh, and that I was never going to see my family again. I have a couple of questions about that night, if that's okay, if we can ask you about. Sure. Um, from what I remember, we live. If people are listening, we live. I don't know how far we're away from like Wimberley. Like 45 minutes from Yeah, Wimberley. not far yeah. from. We remember this flood as well. And, Vividly. Mm-hmm. And everyone in this area remembers your story as well. When the water, when it started raining and flooding, this is the middle of the night. Am I correct? It was probably, you know, it kind of rained on and off that day, um, but it was a crystal clear blue mm-hmm. um, bluebird day. Um, we were in the river swimming and and that night, you know, it kind of started raining a little bit and you're, you're – uh, you know, we never had any warning of it, and then um, everybody went to bed. Randy and I were, were stayed up, and we we're sitting under the, I guess, uh, canopy or, or porch, and um, and you could hear this massive water, and we didn't know what mm-hmm. it was. It would just sounded really, really loud, and we kept watching the river, and it was still inside the banks, and it was flowing, nothing out of control, and then all of a sudden, you know, it came up over the banks a little bit. A little bit more, and I said, "Okay, let's let's figure out what's going on here." And then we start moving some stuff from, and and this isn't this is not, not normal, but uh, of it flooding around there. And so there's actually a place in the garage where they put everything up, you know, two foot off the ground, right. and the walls are made to break away mm. like normal, and then it flows through and goes back down. Yeah. So that's what we did. And before we knew it, uh, we were, I mean, it was it was four foot deep. You know, we're inside, and then we come back out, and it's it's twelve foot deep in the garage. You know? Right. And, uh, and, and then so, we're talking about a matter of hours here, right? No, we're talking a matter of 15 minutes, maybe, wow. you know, 10 minutes. And, uh, and it just was this wall of water. And so we went in knowing that, you know, we had a little bit of water, woke everybody up. By the time we came out to the patio to look at it, we were surrounded by water. Um, Unreal. and so it was, I mean, I would say that was a 20 minute time frame, mm-hmm. and, um, and then it just got worse from there and worse and higher and higher. And, and so we tried to, you know, tried to figure out what to do to get out. And uh, so I remembered, you know, there was a water hose downstairs. And so there were some tree limbs out behind the house. Um, and so I I went back in the water underneath the house and uh, got the water hose thinking I was going to, you know, rope this tree. And then I was going to make it to my truck where I had a bunch of clips and, and shackles and we could kind of zip line everybody out mm-hmm. one by one. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little mini rescue for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Because the house is completely surrounded, completely by, water surrounded by water. Completely surrounded by water. And so I'm, I'm, I break a window out with a chair, and I'm standing on a air conditioner unit that's off, up off the ground, probably eight or ten feet, and um, standing there. And I got the water hose over the limb, and then um, but can't get the other side to tie off. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Randy's holding on to the back of my shorts. And he said, "Get get in here before you you know this thing gets broken away." Yeah. Well, I step back inside the house, and boom, there goes the air conditioner unit. Uh-huh. Um, so there we go. And then after that, we. We're all sitting in the in the living room, um, kind of waiting for it to go down. When all of a sudden we felt this huge thud against the side of the house, and the next thing we know, we're floating. And uh, so we're, you know, we have this two story house now floating down the middle of the river, and uh, and so we had a flashlight, kind of looking through the windows to see what we're going to hit, so we can decide on what side of the house to be on, mm-hmm. you know, to survive. And we see the bridge coming, and at this point, we're moving, I think, probably maybe 20, 25, 30 miles an hour. Hmm. And uh, we hit this bridge, and it never even it, – it we'd never stop, but it slowed us down just for a second when we hit. And then all of a sudden, it takes the whole top layer off. Wow. And you're hearing two-by-fours break, window break. I mean, walls coming down all over on top of you. And, and then we kind of come to once we get through and uh, kind of do a head count, make sure everybody's there, and we're, we're missing – Sue Carey, who is uh, Michelle's mother, and mm-hmm. I hear her in the background yelling, you know, for help. And so I crawl across all this debris. Um, you're st- the house, you're still like in this house. We're still it's inside the house, down the road. still sitting on chairs and the couch wow. and everything else. And it's just a pallet of rubble at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I go back to get Sue, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning through a wall that's still up, broken window, and I grab her hand. Um, and then there was just so much debris that built up going down the river that couldn't hold on anymore. And mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. she was, she was gone at that point. And then mm-hmm. we kind of regroup and we're sitting on this pallet waiting for what's next. And it was just one by one, slowly, but surely everybody's gone. As you're floating down in the house, which I mean, you can imagine it cause you lived it. I'm having a hard time imagining it because this is not just something you can ever yeah. think about or imagine what that's even yeah. like within that area where you guys are sitting i mean first of all you, you when you're watching the water i'm gonna guess that it never entered your mind that the house could go off no never 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 that's not even we, would, we wouldn't even think what would we do if this happened no no this was i mean we're you know we're we're where the house is located was you know 45 50 yards off the water line up on a hill a little bit and then on stilts. Yeah. And uh, so, mm. you know, not not being from there, not knowing that, um, that obviously a thousand-year flood yeah, is, is never yeah. going to be the first right. night you're there. I yeah, mean, right. I, I've seen floods before and I've seen what they can do and, you know, little floods, um, but yeah. nothing like this. I've never seen. Yeah. So even though we have a hard time imagining this, this is, this is happening. This is your reality. Um, you've lost Sue, you said. Mm-hmm. What is it like between all of you guys? Are you thinking – this is crazy. What's going to happen? Or are you losing your mind? Or what was it like in the house as it was floating down? Um, you know, you, you always think that, okay, we're going to come up on a bank somewhere and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to slow down or it's, it's going to get better. And my wife my at the time, Laura, um, was in a panic for sure, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, me being the dad and seeing your your wife and two kids there and, and friends and and sitting on this rubble pile, you're trying to do everything you can to keep calm and just 
positive and thinking of the next step. Okay, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? What do we got to do? And right. um, and then I remember we hit a tree and split the pallet in half. And that was the last time that I saw Randy, Michelle, and Will, uh, mm. their child. Mm. And then all of a sudden, from then is when Maggie, my dog, came swimming up on the on the pallet with mm. us. And and at the time, our pallet is getting smaller by the mm. second. I mean, it was a, it was a whole bottom floor of a house to where now it's basically big enough for two single mattresses. Wow. Um, okay. And so it's just deteriorating. It's just falling apart. Just falling with apart. you and your family. All around us. In and the dark. In the dark. And it's still raining at this point? And it's still raining. There's no, no roof. No roof. No roof. That's already been gone from the bridge. Well, yeah, the bridge yeah. The bridge took all that off. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I knew the pallet was getting smaller and smaller, and Maggie was kind of getting in everybody's way to obviously save herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made a decision. I can get another dog. So I threw her off the pallet, mm-hmm. um, threw her in the water and said, you're on your own. And um, and then we we hit some waves. I mean, and there's rollers in there that were six, eight foot tall. Wow. Um, you know, just rapids. I mean, if you've ever seen movies with huge rapids on them, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we were in. Um, mm-hmm. And then I see, uh, well, I don't see it, but uh, we hit another wave and Ralph is now gone. This is Sue's husband, uh, Michelle's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's now just my family, mm-hmm. um, Lauren, Andrew, and Layton. And then I hear from the very front of the pallet, you know, help me, help me. And uh, so I, I jump across, and there's Ralph kind of trapped under some rubble in the water. And so I get down, put my arms underneath his, his arms, um, and lock him in and drag him all the way back to the top with us. Mm. And so we uh, – continue down uh trying to keep everybody positive and uh what's the time it, frame right now do you think you know that's one thing i don't know about the whole deal yeah. is my time yeah mm-hmm. um yeah I, I can remember every detail yeah but i don't know how long anything took right it felt like seemed like forever it felt like forever yeah mm-hmm. um and are you at this point are you are you steady or are you panicky what, what's kind of going on with you personally well internally i know this is not good mm-hmm. yeah you know no, no good outcome is coming from any of this mm-hmm. and but i'm Staying as positive and calm as I can at the time for, for Laura family. and yeah. the kids. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I can still remember Andrew sitting there. I can still remember Leighton curled up in a little ball in her, in her nightgown and every detail. And so we hit another wave. Um, and all of a sudden, Ralph and uh, well, Ralph is gone. And so there's no more Ralph. Keep going. So it's just us. We hit another huge wave. Everybody wipes their eyes, kind of come to and uh, do a head count, and and Andrew's gone, mm-hmm. my son. And uh, at this point, Laura's crying um, for sure, mm-hmm. even more. And the worst part about all this is all of a sudden you hear from the very back of the debris pile, you know, Daddy, help me. Daddy, help me. I jump to the back of the debris pile to get him. I hold on to him for just a second. We hit this monster wave again, and that's the last time I see anybody. And you fell off at that time. Well, I was in the back picking him up, hit this wave, and the whole thing just went away. Wow. There was no more um, pallet, there was no more anything, and lost grip of him, and that was it. And, uh, and at that moment, I knew that I'd never see him again in my life. Mm. Until I got to heaven. 
Mm. What was the next thing you remember? Is that when you were alone climbing up the bank? No, no. My my struggle went even beyond that. So I knew that, you know, after we'd crashed, um, that uh, I needed to survive to try and find them. And so I went into kind of a survival mode. But I remember at the very beginning and right before this, when I was by myself, all of a sudden right next to me was Maggie in the water. Your dog. Mm. And um, I remember looking over like, you know, where did she come yeah, from? Yeah. And uh, and then she was gone. From there, um, I remember seeing a big, one of these big cypress trees. Um, and the only time you can really see anything is lightning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yep. And don't know how big the river is, you know, until lightning. And then you realize. Massive. You're, Massive, you're, I'm sure. You're, you're in the middle of it. Yeah. And, um, and so the cypress tree that's usually on the bank is now in the middle. And I hit it probably doing, I don't know how fast I was going, 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember hitting it in the front and it turning me around and pushing me under. And and I can remember physically trying to swim, but not knowing which way is up or down. Mm-hmm. And then I think that I'm above the water. Mm-hmm. Take a big breath and it's nothing but water. Wow. Um, so I can remember that feeling of sucking everything in. And then uh, coming up for air one time, and I knew I was above water, take a breath, and then immediately get sucked back down into the water. Um, and I just have nothing left in me. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. And so I can remember praying under the water, you know, God, let me die right here and let me go with my family. Mm-hmm. And so I did. That's the prayer I prayed. Went totally limp underwater and gave up. And then I hit the side of my head on a rock, tree, something so hard that it was kind of just the white flashes of lights like you just got knocked out Hmm. and that was a wake-up call to me saying i'm not done with you Mm. and so i tried again to survive i came up on water on the top of it and i said if i'm going to get out of here i have to find something that is going to help me float Mm -hmm. and so i saw a log coming by so i grabbed onto this log um, that was floating then i saw another log that had a big v in it um and i said well let me get on that log so that if i hit something in front i'm protected mm-hmm. if something comes yeah. up behind me i'm protected yeah and just kind of laid there for a little bit on it mm. you know as, as much as i could just trying to catch my breath and um and then i said okay i, I never thought of you know five steps ahead i always thought mm-hmm. of the next step yeah you yeah. know and uh the next step was to get out um so i remember I said, I got to be able to hold on to something stationary as I'm going down the river and I get a hold of these limbs that are hanging out. I grab onto the limb and release my my safety net, basically my safety log, Mm -hmm. to where I grabbed the limb and it just wasn't even a chance. Snapped Mm -hmm. the whole limb off. Okay. Um, This is from a tree that's like on the bank. Correct. Branches stepped out, stretched over the Correct. The river. Correct. And so I grabbed that limb. And it just snaps off. Mm. There's no chance of even holding on to it. So now wow. you don't have your log. Right. And or your limb. Or my limb. Mm-hmm. And so I try it again and I grab onto this limb. And if you ever held on to a 40 mile an hour limb, it takes a lot of grip. And yeah. I just, I don't even know how, how I had the strength, but it was, you know, yeah, obviously a God thing. And I yeah. look back that that was, you know, kind of God's hand holding out to me. Yeah. Is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hold on. And I start crawling through what I think is a tree that's standing up. Well, when I start crawling through this tree, I realize that 
it's fixing it to release and that root ball at the very back of it is now starting to float. Oh wow. Oh no. Wow. And uh so I crawl I crawl through and at this point I have one shoe and my board shorts on. That's mm. it. American flag swims trunks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh wow. and I get to the other side of this tree and I think that it's ground and so I just kind of plop down on it and it's nothing but floating bark on top of the water. Wow. And so fall through back into water and uh and make my way to this hill that's or this embankment. Well, this embankment that I'm on is basically a peninsula and sticking out in the water. There's no, no, there's nowhere for me to go back to either side, there's right water or left. All around you, all around me, and uh, and so I turn and look behind me, and it's fifty foot cliff, straight up. Wow. And uh, and I was like, this is what I'm left with. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, okay, so let me try and climb it. And so I start scaling this cliff. In the dark, in the um, in, rain. In the dark, rain coming down the cliff, water, and uh, and I get 30 feet up, and uh, and I fall back to the ground and slip. Hmm. And then I get, you know, I try it an- another time, um, a little bit, you know, off to the side, and get about 30 feet up and slip and fall back in the water. Gosh. Um, and, and at that point, you know, the water right next to where I am is calm. I'm not out in the middle. So I get back out and I, I prayed again, you know, God, just get me out of this water and this is your story. I need to go find my family. Mm. And so I climb all the way back up and I get to this one point to where I have to kind of jump to get to this ledge. And I remember positioning my legs in a way that all the power has to come from my left leg to jump. Well, then I realized that I can't even move my left leg. Mm. So I pick that leg up, put it on a ledge, and use my right leg to jump up. And then the edge of that cliff, I just put my chest against it, my skin, for my skin to grip onto it. Mm. Um, and then I crawl into this little kind of cubby hole. And uh, and I said, I'm staying right here until rescuers come. Yeah, yeah. They can find me. And at this point, across the river, I see this light coming off a, a house. And I try and yell and realize that I can't even yell. Mm-hmm. It hurts so bad. Mm. And hard to breathe, and I'm shaking so bad that I know that the adrenaline is pumping, but I also know that I'm freezing cold, and that if I stay here, then I'm going to die of hyperthermia. Hmm. So there I go, scaling this cliff sideways to a limb that I can see sticking out, um, that I can think, well, if I grab onto that, I can pull myself up to the rest of this brush and just limb by limb drag myself out. And I make it, um, wow. and I make it to a house um, eventually, and and uh, through the bushes. I mean, pure darkness. And I remember, you know, it was so steep that I slipped and fell down, you know, straight on my face. And uh, and then from there on, I wouldn't let go of another branch until I had gripped to yeah. another one. Um, and make it to this house, and pitch black. Everything is dark, um, obviously, because the power was out. Yeah, but this whole family that was inside had no clue that the river was flooding oh wow they had been at a dog competition all day long and uh and so i knock on the front door what i think is the front door and it's actually the door to the garage mm. and there's about 20 dogs and kennels mm. in there and so those dogs start barking wake everybody up and they come out and they're like what you know what are you doing where'd you come from i said the river and they said there is absolutely no way you came from that river and i said i did and uh and then they take a flashlight and see where the river is, but they're like, there's no way that you came up yeah, that cliff. Yeah. And, I, and I showed them and 
later, you know, yeah. months later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But pretty incredible. And then after that is when I got picked up to go to San Marcos from the ER or from the ambulance. And, and then the rest is at the hospital. Wow. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When you were doing all of that, everything you just explained, that sounds very like superhero-esque. I mean, all the things that you had to go through. In your mind, were you thinking... I have to get out of here because I have to go save my family? Yes. Or were you acknowledging I might be the only one left? When did you think that? I knew that I was the only one left the second I didn't see him again. Hmm. But my thought is I need to survive in case there's a chance. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's kind of what kept me going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in, in my mind, there was no way that anybody was going to survive that. And um, and so I was doing everything I could to survive to find them. Yeah. Um, Do you remember when you got word that no one had survived? Um, I, it was probably two or three days into the hospital. Um, I knew that they had they had located Maggie. Um, somebody had seen him seen her from a helicopter, and then um, it was a couple of days after that probably that I don't know what order everyone was found mm-hmm. or located, but I knew that I was out of the hospital when they located Laura and Andrew. And to this day we have not located Layton. And so, but I do know I was out of the hospital whenever, whenever you got that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was probably four or five days after the accident, the, the flood. Mm. Before we started recording, you mentioned that um, that you're a Christian, and as you're telling the story, I'm wondering, how did you not, like, coming out of this, how did you not lose faith, like faith in God, hope in God, walking through insurmountable tragedy, family and friends being lost? What, how did you not lose faith through that? How are you still sitting here uh, it was, saying, I'm a Christian? It was tough, but I knew that, you know— in the faith that I grew up with and the faith that I believe and the faith that, you know, has been, you know, provided to me, you know, if you are a believer, you're going to see them again in heaven. And I knew that if I, you know, revoked my faith or quit being a believer, quit my faith, that there's no way that I would see him again. And so I've tried to continue my faith. Was it tough? Sure. Mm. I mean, it was, there was, I had some very, very low days um, to where, you know, I'm not going to lie to anybody and say that I didn't have a gun on my coffee table, you know, thinking suicide, but I knew that wasn't the right way. And, and I didn't survive to go out like that. Um, and so like I, like I told God on the riverbank, 
going down the river. This is your story, and I'm going to tell it, you know, to help, hopefully help others that have gone through tragedy that, or will go through tragedy in the future because it will happen again. And yeah. and so that's what I've I've tried to do that, you know, as best I can. Um, so. You, you and your family were visiting Wimberley. You told us this. You guys are from Corpus Christi in Texas. You're not from Wimberley. You get released from the hospital and you go home. What What is that like for you? Like your whole life has just been taken away from you. What were those days, weeks, months where you had to enter back into the world that you left a weekend to go on a family trip and you come home and everything's different? You know, it took me a while to, uh, to go home, not because I was afraid of the home, but because I was in Wimberley searching for weeks after um, myself. I mean, the first thing I did out of the hospital was got in a helicopter mm-hmm. um, and did what I could. Mm-hmm. I, I, they wouldn't let me go to a lot of places. Um, but, uh, you know, I would go around to everybody that was volunteer and thank them. And, uh, but then when I finally made it home, you know, um, as y'all know with children, you know, it's chaotic and yeah. loud and messy yeah. and, all you ask for is silence. Right. When I went home, all I had was silence. Mm. And that was very hard. Um, silence was a brutal deal. Um, and I had people coming by constantly um, that cared about me, which was great, which was really good. Um, but but silence was tough. Mm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and I guess I've kind of learned to to break that silence mm. and um, and and to share my message if that's – how someone can look at it, but, uh, yeah, sure. Um, but I've been blessed before and I've been blessed after. How long did it take you before you were okay with telling the story? You know, the first time I told my story was, I bet it took me two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know that we went back and I spoke to, uh, first Baptist Wimberley, um, just to get up on stage and kind of thank the congregation and thank them for, for putting up with us. Cause that's where uh, we were housed. That's mm. where kind of base camp mm. was, was first Baptist Wimberley. Gotcha. And uh, I mean, there was 1200 people there weekly mm. every day, checking in, checking out. Wow. Um, and that's where our search efforts were headquartered. And so I went back to talk to them, not anything in depth, but just to get up and say, thank you. Yeah. Um, the first time I told my story, probably in depth, was a uh, deal probably about a year ago, year and a half ago, um, called Reach Ministries, which is a men's organization in Corpus. And uh, I was asked to speak, and it was a, a big lunch for a lot of people, and and so I spoke spoke there. Yeah, I guess the first time I I didn't tell the whole story of what actually happened, but I spoke at our memorial or the, my family's memorial for. And told them how we met and everything about each wow. child and mm-hmm. for, you know, 45 minutes and, and did my own memorial, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was five years ago this May. Am Correct. I right about that? Yeah. Correct. Five-year anniversary of that. Um, tell us about your life now. You know, it's a different, good different, uh, different that I never expected mm-hmm. and uh, been very blessed. And, and I've remarried. And our first anniversary is, is March 2nd coming up. Mm. And even beyond our marriage, um, you know, God has blessed us with a chance to have a child. And so mm-hmm. that child will be due March 28th. So, Amazing. Um, so Monica has been uh, – she's here with me now. She's in the studio. Monica <laughs> Cedars, who actually Good to have you. 
grew up down the street from here. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I give her a ton of grace and glory because she's also had to open her heart up to accept my story yeah, yeah. and yeah. and not judge me at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, if my heart wasn't broken, there wouldn't have been a place for more love to fall in. Um, and so can't thank her enough for, for doing that for me. Yeah. Cause that was, that's a big step and a big challenge for somebody to come into a situation that is as delicate as mine has been. Yeah. When you when you met Monica, uh, did she know about your story, or was it something you had to tell her? No, she actually. Um, I, I remember I was sitting in in Corpus with a friend of mine and uh, and her two kids, and and I get a text um, saying, "Hey, I got this great girl for you to meet," and it was one of Laura's old roommates in college, mm-hmm. and so we were we were set up from Laura's old roommate and her sister in law. Okay, um, they were trying to figure out, you know, who she wanted to date or try and find somebody. And I got lucky and she chose me. You know? <laughs> so she knew your story when coming into the relationship. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. And so, um, and that's what also is amazing to, and also a blessing that, you know, I'm not sitting there having to hash this whole thing out right. to her. Right. She knows and right. she is graceful and loving, even though. Yeah. And because of. Yeah. On the other side of that kind of tragedy, did you ever feel like you couldn't tell her some things or that you needed to hold back on some of the sadness of what was lost? Did you feel like you needed to protect her from that? Or was it a decision from the beginning, here's everything, even the saddest, darkest parts of me? No. um, There was, you know, you you try and hide some of the feelings at the beginning um, because those aren't the feelings now. You know, if there's any, any factual question, I would always answer it. 100% 100% mm-hmm. truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure, there's some stuff that, it, you know, um, it took me a while to, to admit that, you know, that I was sitting there thinking suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, I didn't tell anybody that. And first time my mother heard that, it was terrible, you know, but, but any, any factual stuff, I'm okay with telling. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are some times that I hold back telling some folks, some of the facts, because I'm I'm still trying to protect them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I, I try and be upfront and honest, and I think that's the only way you can do it if you're going to have a yeah. a true relationship. Yeah, definitely. Have you had any encounters with the family that you were at their house that that night, the kennel? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Can you oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so her name is Allison Bolzheimer, and she's from Houston, and she uh, was actually in town just vacationing that weekend hmm. um and so she just happened to be there they don't live there all the time and there's a crazy corpus connection with her as well her uncle and one of my dad's best friends in corpus's uncle had a, a pizza store together or they knew somebody way hmm. back in the day and and my cousins knew her when they went to high school and, small world. and just a small world and and the guy who actually answered the door the first time that opened the door um is good friends with basically one of my old roommates when I was down in Kingsville, um, that's a farmer, and so hmm, unbelievable. So a lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of small uh, coincidences, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but just as this whole story, I think God puts people in places yep. for a reason. Yep. And Definitely. I think every one of those persons was there for a reason. Um, yeah. So talk about what you're doing now. You just briefly mentioned it to me right before we started recording. You pulled up in this massive truck. 
<laughs> in my driveway and you talked about search and rescue stuff that you're a part of now. Correct. Can so, you talk about that a little bit? So when, you know, laying there in the hospital, um, all I wanted to do was get out there and search and my buddies would come in and uh, they're like, don't worry, we have this. Mm. And, uh, and I'd ask them, you know, what do you, what do you mean? And they were like, you know, there's thousands of people out there right now. And uh, so, so you go from a grieving cry to a humbled mm-hmm. cry of, of just gratification for people that showed up mm. on an instant notice. Yeah. And uh, so this group that I learned about, Texar, Texas Search and Rescue, um, was there and they had everybody deployed out and they're a very professional search and rescue organization. And so I remember telling my mom that, you know, when I get healthy enough, then I'm going to join. And so I joined them. Um, fortunately, unfortunately, they put me on the board now. <laughs> and, uh, and so we were up here this weekend having a board member retreat uh, to try and, you know, work out our next year in the next five, 10 years. And right, so, right. So yeah, so it's it's a great organization and and it's a way just to give back and it's a hundred percent volunteer yeah. um, deal. Mm-hmm. That yeah. night of this uh, flood, was it your family and the other family? Were those the only people that they were searching for that night, or were there other casualties from that flood? You know, I think there was unfortunately two or three others. I don't know if they were all together yeah. in one house like we were. Um, I think they were separated, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, I was focused on us mm-hmm. um, yeah. and didn't even didn't even know really the severity of what was going on until people told me. Yeah. And so I, I knew our nine were in that house and didn't know. Yeah. Of course, I didn't have any media or any TV or anything to know yeah. about it. Yeah. And so so I, you, I learned later on, yes. Have you been back to the river since then? I have. Um, so the one-year anniversary uh, group of us close friends um, came up and, and I wanted to kayak uh, the river mm. and I wanted to start where the house was and come out where I came out. Wow. And, uh, and just kind of see the devastation that, that is still there. I yeah. mean, we yeah. were, yeah, we were, I mean, you see the root ball still laid over from the trees. I mean, you would go and look down in the river and you'd see tires and propane tanks and hoods of cars and, and just still kind of destruction. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that was tough um to do that but it was good it was a good it was healing for you it was healing did you do that alone or did you do that with a couple of people no we did that with about there was probably six of us and wow. and one of the girls was michelle's sister mm-hmm. um and she wanted to do that with me i mean when they found out i was doing that they all thought i was crazy mm-hmm. um but I said, maybe they were there to make sh- just to be with you, you well know? sure yeah sure sure they were and and uh but it was good for them as well yeah to do that and uh and so, but it was hard. But I, I do that know that day from the time we put in to the time we got out it was about eight hours. Hmm. And and I found out that the river that night, from the time the house went in the water until I made it to the door of that family, was about forty five minutes. Oh, Are you my serious? goodness! Yeah. Everything you described earlier, from when the house went in the water to when you showed up at that door, was forty five minutes. About. That is mind blowing. They, they told that me that is mind blowing. They told me the water was moving at the same speed as the Niagara when it goes over. Wow. Um, as we close here, can you just tell me some of your favorite things about um, Laura and your kids? Oh, man. I was trying to make it through here without crying, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I think their smiles, um, their love for life, the love for God. Um, I can remember sitting at the dinner table with Andrew and Leighton 
you know, every night we'd always eat dinner together as a family and, and it was always a fight between the two of them who was going to pray first for mm-hmm. dinner mm-hmm. and then having to cut them off because it was going too long, <laughs> you know. And I remember one of the last conversations we had with them was both of them saying, you know, I want, you know, I love Jesus and I want to go to heaven. And I said, well, we're going to get there, but not today, you yeah. know, and um, that's a huge part for me, um, a huge part for me um, later on down months after I can remember having a, a dream about Laura and Leighton and the kids. And uh, and I remember talking to Leighton vividly in this dream. And uh, she was up close and personal. And, and Laura and Andrew were in the background of this, you know, bluebird day, green field, green grass, like you see in all the movies or whatever. And and I was talking to Leighton. And I was like, you know, where are y'all? You know, because we have not found her yet. And mm-hmm. I said, where are you? Where are you? And, and, and she says, well, you know, well, we're okay. You know, I, we got picked up and it was by a man in the river and his name's Jesus. So that's a memory I'll never forget. Yeah. Wow. But just the love they had for everybody. Well, now you got us all crying in here, John. <laughs> Thanks uh, for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. That's from a very private and vulnerable place in your story man thanks for sharing that with us yeah thank y'all for having me thanks for sharing your whole story i mean this whole journey for us of doing this podcast is that we believe that we're all whatever your story is we all have these stories in our lives it may look different and we may not float down a river in a house and lose our whole family but we are all shaped by what we go through sure um and so we are very grateful that you're willing to sit down with us yeah. and glad that Monica's yeah. here and yeah. we're excited about y'all's new baby. And Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. For sure. Yeah. We, we're calling the baby and we don't know boy or girl, but baby Mojo. Baby Mojo. mojo. I like so it. Mo- I Monica it. and Jonathan. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we're excited for baby Mojo. Um, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for being with Th- us. Thank you. And good luck on everything. Thanks. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Aaron, I cannot believe that all nine people... They were in that house, minus Jonathan, of course, died that night. Uh, Like I said in the beginning, I remembered his story very vividly. I mean, we just live about half an hour from where this took place. There was flooding around our house that weekend as well. I do remember specifically thinking after I heard his story, how does someone go on after losing their entire family in such a freak accident like this? Having Jonathan on the show is one of the main reasons that we wanted to make a podcast together. Uh, to talk about life on the other side of such horrific things and to showcase the strength and faith in people to keep going on. That's so true. And when you hear his story, you really do hear both of those things, strength 
and faith. And uh, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was him telling the story about kayaking down the river um, years later with some friends and the fact that it took eight hours to, to do that on a kayak, but only 45 minutes during the night of the flood. I mean, it had to be just a surreal moment for him to take that journey back the same exact path and realize how far he had gone. And it makes me think how far he's not just gone down a river on that day, but how far the journey has been for him to actually deal with such a tragic loss in his life. It, it really is a story of, of inspiration, of somebody being able to have strength and faith even after something so terrible. So true. And I would like to tell you guys, when they were in the studio, him and his wife, Monica, were pregnant and they had a baby girl. So exciting for them. Also, you know something he didn't mention here? He talked about his dog, Maggie. His dog, Maggie, actually survived the entire night and they found his dog. I think that's one of the craziest things as well. Today's show was mixed and mastered by the team at Podshaper. The music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. And On the Other Side is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jamie Ivey. You can find us both on social media. I'm on Instagram, at Aaron Ivey ATX. And I'm on Instagram, at Jamie Ivey. You can also check out Jamie's other fantastic podcast, The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. Thanks for tuning in. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.